Welcome to Poptopia. Welcome to Poptopia, your podcast for all things pop culture. I'm your host, Paul French, and it is Tuesday, June 3rd, 2008. On today's show, we say goodbye to Bo Diddley. We talk about the fire at Universal Studios. And for the first time in ages, I find myself agreeing with Yoko Ono. That right there has got to be one of the most chilling things. However, uh, let's start off with uh, with uh, important news, and this is um, a, a rock and roll legend has uh, has left us. Uh, rock and roll pioneer Bo Diddley. Uh, of course, we remember that famous Bo Diddley beat. Um, I mean, everyone, you know, if you're thinking to yourself, I don't know what this Bo Diddley beat you're talking about is. What are you What are you talking about, Paul? You're crazy, crazy. If you remember the song "Desire" by U2. Total Bo Diddley beat. Buddy Holly's uh, "Not Fade Away." Um, I, 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 the Rolling Stones version of "Not Fade Away." Um, actually, there's just tons of songs. Even if you re- listen really closely to "How Soon Is Now" by The Smiths, although he's got a whole lot of delay and uh, gated reverb going on there, basically Johnny Marr is playing out a little Bo Diddley beat on on that guitar. There you go. You heard it here. Anyway, uh, at the age of 79, uh, Bo Diddley. Um, I believe he was born Elias McDaniel, uh, passed away, um, died of heart failure, and this was at his home in Archer, Florida. Um, and as they say, one of the founding fathers of rock and roll has left the building he helped construct. He suffered a stroke during a concert in Iowa back in May of 2007 and was hospitalized in Omaha, Nebraska, and then he had a heart attack in August. Um, his grandson, Gary Mitchell, uh, one of more than 35 family members at the musician's home when he died at around 1.45 a.m., uh, said that his death was not unexpected. There was a gospel song that he sang, and he said, wow, with a thumbs up, Mitchell told Reuters when asked to describe the scene at uh, Didley's deathbed. The song was Walk Around Heaven, and in his last words, he stated that he was going to heaven. Of course, uh, some of the songs, Who Do You Love? Um, if you ever saw the movie La Bamba, it was the opening, uh, the opening song. Uh, Bo, of course, Bo Diddley. Bo Diddley's a, gun, a gunslinger. Before You Accuse Me, Mona, I'm a Man and Pretty Thing. And of course, he cranked them out on this little rectangular guitar, which was kind of uh, made out of a cigar box, essentially. And, uh, and, and you know, he kind of did his own thing. Um, actually, he was born Elias Bates, in uh, 1928, and he took the last name McDaniel from his adoptive mother. He actually played violin as a boy. Uh, of course, he was inducted into the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1987 and received a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award in 1998. So, uh, goodbye to Bo Diddley. Uh, this week, uh, or actually just yesterday, I guess it would be, or, or Sunday, there was a, uh, a huge fire at, um, at Universal Studios. Uh, basically, uh, there was a similar fire in 1990, and that one, uh, it turned out, was was cause of that one was was arson. Um, in this case, it was actually just an accident. Um, the uh, officials have said that basically uh, they were using a uh, a blowtorch, and it kind of got out of hand, and um, and 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 there it went. Uh, so what did we lose? We lost the uh, the Back to the Future uh, set, the uh, the actual you know the town square, uh, which has been uh, in in recent years used on the show Ghost Whisperer. Uh, the clock tower itself was damaged, but we know that the clock tower was damaged. The clock tower was always damaged, and and Marty ended up fixing it. It was a beautiful thing. 
Anyway, they talk about the uh, the fire in uh, 1990 caused $25 million in damage and was actually started by a security guard who was sentenced to four years in prison after pleading guilty to arson. And after that fire, the New York streetscape was rebuilt in three months. Uh, in this one, the New York streetscape um, is uh, it was was destroyed, and and a lot of the uh, brownstone facades were also destroyed. Uh, the King Kong attraction gone. The courthouse square from Back to the Future, as I mentioned, and a streetscape that was featured in Spider Man Two and Transformers. Um. And basically, there was also a building housing 40,000 to 50,000 videos, uh, one of the video vaults, basically. Um, but they have said that this uh, that the vault was compromised, but they had duplicates of everything. Um, due to low water pressure, the firefighters actually had to tap lakes and ponds at Universal uh, because, of course, it is a working studio as well as a theme park. And uh, they say that this the low water pressure may have been due to the volume of water being poured on the blaze. 18,000 gallons a minute at the peak. Wow. Uh, anyway, so, uh, so that's the scoop. No, no word yet on exactly how much damage they figure there is. Um, you know, I've heard, heard things sort of around, uh, uh, 50, you know, people speculated, you know, is it going to be 50 million, that kind of thing. Not quite sure yet, but uh, at any rate, uh, kind of messy. Kind of messy. And, you know, the, let's face it, it's... Once you rebuild that set from Back to the Future, it's not really the same thing now, is it? I'm just saying. But most importantly, no one was hurt. So I mentioned that weird thing, me agreeing with Yoko Ono. I know, it's crazy. Uh, but she's been uh, basically uh, trying to sue um, the producers of a documentary about scientists and educators supporting the theory of intelligent design as an alternative to evolution. Um, uh, the movie is called Expelled, No Intelligence Allowed, and, um, it's actually, um, the, uh, the, one of the, one of the guys behind it is Ben Stein, um, of course, the, uh, you know, Bueller, Bueller, and, uh, former Nixon speechwriter back in the day. Anyway, um, as it stands, uh, Judge Sidney Stein, I'm assuming no relation, has agreed with the defendants, uh, saying that their use of, and the whole thing stems that they were using the song Imagine. Um, and so she wanted to keep it out of the documentary, said, hey, you know, this is what I do. Well, you know, the, the thing that I do is I make sure that I get to say, yes, you can use this. No, you can't use this. And uh, what they're saying is that it's allowable under the fair use doctrine, which provides that the fair use of a copyrighted work for purposes of criticism and commentary is not an infringement of copyright. So what they're saying, the producers are saying, is that the, uh, you know, basically, hey, this kind of, uh, you know, it's a, they said, imagine there's no heaven. It kind of, this is kind of what we're saying is that people are, that the people think this way, and uh, and we're trying to uh, to use that as a point of view that that we're that we're speaking out against, and and you know, <laughs> I don't know. I think that fair use doctrine is really talking about when they talk about criticism and commentary, it's not that you can, Hey, I'm going to use this to support or, or refute my point of view. No, it's in fact that you can review the song. You can say, you know, I kind of don't like the way he was singing on this. I don't like the chord progression. It has nothing to do with saying, well, this is, you know, we, we can use this because, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it just, it, it drives me nuts. It just drives me nuts. You know, I mean, basically, Ono's argument that was that that 
allowing the unsanctioned use of Imagine in their movie implies that there is an endorsement of the film's message, and and that's simply not the case. But I don't know. I don't know. I I gotta say I've I've kind of lost a lot of respect for Ben Stein on this whole thing anyway. So I don't know. But that's that's only my opinion. Only my opinion, and you know, hill of beans, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, moving on to something that's a little bit less angering. Is that a word? Angering? I think it's going to be a new word. I've decided. I'm, I'm taking it back. Uh, Peter Gabriel has launched a website called The Filter. And basically he says, hey, the internet's great. Awesome place to find uh, entertainment, but most people, or a lot of people, don't have the tech savvy or patience to find something new in all these possible, uh, all the possible places that you can search for things. So Peter Gabriel's saying, hey, I think I found a way to do this. It's called The Filter, and it's going to debut today. And he says, the internet, which I think is an amazing creation, provides access to an ocean of limitless information. Without filtering, it's easier, easy to drown. But if you have this little friend on your shoulder that can pick out music to listen to and films to look at, it's something I would use, provided I could steer it a little. So the site basically will give daily recommendations. Um, and this was founded by Peter Gabriel and Martin Hopkins, who's a huge jazz fan. Uh, Hopkins came up with this whole idea of filtering content so you can basically say, hey, here's the mood I'm in. What kind of new music is there or music that I haven't heard in years that's out there that I can that I can listen to according to that mood? So, for example, uh, on Gabriel's fil- filter page, he's got Nick Drake. Radiohead, Sigur Ross, and he says it's the attraction of still being in touch with interesting and new things without having to make the effort to research them all the time. And uh, Gabriel pointed out that this just suits the inherent laziness in his nature. He says, I'm a tired thumb person, I'm a channel clicker. Maybe it's a male thing. I know there's good stuff I'd love to watch out there, but I don't want to search all the time. And so what he's saying is, you know, people need people are being much more choosy about their time and how their time is used. And so uh, so the filter is basically something that's out there so that you can um, find the stuff that you want to find when you want to find it. So uh, you can check it out at thefilter.com. Okay, so let's uh, let's take a look at the box office from last week. Um, okay, because I've been away for well, ages, and, you know, uh, haven't really, uh, you know, so I'll, I'll comment on, on movies that I've seen as we go through the top five here. Uh, Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian, which I have not seen. Uh, 12.7 million uh, this past weekend, uh, 115 million total. And number four, Iron Man, which I totally dug. Really, really enjoyed. Uh, had a lot of fun with this movie. Um, you know, I mean, hey, it's... It's it's definitely a popcorn flick, but uh, but it was really really fun, and and I kind of like the things that they're doing to create this whole universe in in the Marvel movies now, and that's that's a beautiful thing. Uh, so uh, Iron Man this weekend grossed thirteen point five million uh, for a total gross of two hundred and seventy six million. Um, yeah, do you think there'll be an Iron Man two? Yeah, I think that's a given. Um, number three, The Strangers. Um, basically came up to, uh, and, and this one, I was kind of iffy on this, and it's uh, Liv Tyler. There are a lot of people saying this is kind of like an old-school horror movie um, with, you know, new touches, and I don't know. I don't know if that's something I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to see. I, I don't know. Um, but, uh, and that's, that's purely, again, my own taste, you know. Remember, everything's just my opinion, and Hilla Beans, all that stuff. 
Uh, anyway, so $21 million, uh was their gross, and it was, of course, the first week of release, so $21 million total. Uh, at number two, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, uh, $44.8 million this weekend, bringing the total gross to $216 mil. Um, I, I went and see. I went and saw this one on opening night. Had a lot of fun with it. Still had some problems with it, you know. And that was just kind of. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't seen it, but uh, but the fact is, there were some some incongruities in it that just sort of irked me. And and when I was thinking about it, it was like I had to keep saying to myself, "Well, you know, the end of uh, Last Crusade didn't bother you. If the end of Last Crusade didn't bother you." Why should this bother you? And and you know what? I get, totally get that. Hey, this is a this is a fifties uh, uh, sensibility. So what we're doing is instead of doing the pulpy uh, action things of the thirties, which we did in the first few movies, now we're we're moving into the fifties, and uh, and so it's taking off the movies that were out then. You know, like them, uh, all the UFO movies, the whole Atomic Age, all that kind of stuff. I get that. I get that. It's just not necessarily, you know. I don't know. It just it just basically seemed there, there were bits that just seemed very incongruous. And there were a couple of, uh, you know, the Shia LaBeouf uh, Tarzan scene was just, are you kidding me? Um, you know, it's like, hey, didn't someone tell George to sit down? Come on. Um, so so I, I had some problems with it. But overall, it was fun. And, and, you know, these are, these are things that, that when I've sort of put on the critic hat and say, well, you know, let's, let's, let's look at the, uh, at the little details here. That's a whole different thing. But as a, as an overall experience, Hey, it was fun. Um, and number one this weekend, the sex in the city movie, $56.8 million. Um, and I don't know, uh, you know, it's, it's a TV show. And I guess part of my way of thinking is I could, you know, watch Sex in the City free on TV if I wanted to. So are they doing something different? Or, are they, or is it pretty much just a long episode? I'm not sure. I, uh, I, I gave it a miss this weekend. Um, but who knows? Because sometimes I don't choose the movie that we go to see. So there we have it. So that's the box office from this past week. What's coming out this coming week? Mongol. Uh, this uh, basically traces the history of Genghis Khan. Don't mess with the Zohan, Adam Sandler's new movie. Yeah, no desire to see this. It's, it's not doing it for me. Most importantly, Kung Fu Panda. Anyway, wow, that's all the time we got for this week. Questions and comments, as always, are welcome at poptopiapodcast at gmail.com. Head on over to the forum at forum.poptopiapodcast.com and let us know what you think. Have a great week.